welcome, welcome everybody to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by the HockeyThinkTank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. What an episode we have for you guys here today. Going to be a little bit different this week as we have a bunch of guests on for a technology in hockey episode. And this was a really, really, really cool episode. I uh, brought on a couple different people to talk about some different products and some different ways that uh, you can use technology in your player development and your practice planning and different things like that. So there's going to be a lot of tangible things from this episode that all of you will be able to uh, use in your practices and your games and your video and things like that. So really, really, really cool episode on technology and hockey and the people that we brought on. Number one, we have Mike Monty who is the video coach for the Cleveland Monsters, which is the AHL affiliate of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And Mons and I work together at Windy City, and uh, he does some awesome things through Google Drive uh, as it relates to doing some video stuff and some player development things. And so that was a great conversation. We also had Bill Neer on, who is the founder and CEO of Helios Hockey, who is a new sponsor for the Hockey Think Tank podcast. And they have an unreal product uh, that can help you to uh, look at your stride mechanics and look at your stride through video. And also they have some great data points available as well. Uh, and then we also have IHS, Ice Hockey Systems. We have Scott Gergen and we have Nils Satterstrom uh, to talk about Ice Hockey Systems and uh, and what their uh, website, which most of you already know because they've been sponsored for a while. Uh, but yeah, great conversations. I was really, really impressed with, with all of these guys. And uh, before we do get over to them, let's bring on another guy who impresses me in a one Jeffrey J. Hulavecchio. Vex, what's going on today, my man? I'm pretty mind-bottled right now where where your thoughts get trapped in a bottle about that scotty's name is pronounced gergen even though it's spelled g-o-e-r-g-e-n so <laughs> mind bottled anyways gergs <laughs> awesome guy um, oh god you are a absolute beauty um <laughs> dude this was a really really fun episode to do um i i think what mons brings to the table in you know, talking about player development through using Google Drive and building a library, really, really cool. Um, hearing Bill talk about Helios hockey and, you know, wearing a sensor in your shoulder pads and being able to um, get so many different data points on your stride. And then also, you know, pairing that with video. So like one of the things that is incredible is you get instant video from unbelievable. Isn't that crazy? And so it's just such a great coaching tool. They have so many different like, um, ways that you can use this thing. And uh, man, I'm, I'm going to let Bill talk about it. I'm not going <laughs> to spoil it on here because he talks about it way better than any of us ever could. Um, it's such a cool product, Helios Hockey. And then icehockeysystems.com with with uh, with Scotty and Nils, like, you know, just being able to build your practice libraries, being able to share it within your coaching staffs or sharing it with the players, all the different content that's on the site and everything. Uh, again, I think that just this, is, this episode is really going to, help a lot of people to level up in their youth coaching and um i don't know man what were your thoughts i just thought it was really really cool yeah as a guy who's not up on the tech in hockey like it was really cool to to hear a lot of these things and 
you know, I've obviously know about a lot of this stuff, but like, I've never used it as a coach. I've never been on that side. And, uh, it's always made me a little bit nervous, you know, like when I was coaching, like, Oh, am I going to have to cut video? I don't watch video my whole career. I don't know how to cut video. And then, you know, you got a product like Helios bang, you get all this data to help you. By the way, Tof says data. I say data. Whenever I ask questions, so many people answer them. Shoot me a DM. Do you say it data or do you say data? I digress. Um, you know, you I say think potato you get all that, or I say potato. Yeah. I, I, you get all that, you get all that data as I will say it. Uh, and then on top of that, you get the video shifts clipped bang right away. I mean, that's just, that's legendary. That makes your life so much easier as a coach Yeah, and unreal for the players. Yeah. I feel like all three of these, um, conversations is really going to help coaches to number one, save some time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they're, they're really big on saving time for, because a lot of youth coaches, it's they're volunteers and they have jobs that they're coming to practice from. And it's just a great way to save coaches time. And, and so they can do the job that they want to do in less time, uh, in getting prepared for stuff. Um, and then number two, just from like a, a player development standpoint, it just helps the coaches be really organized too, with what they're doing. Um, and I, I, I'm a believer that good coaches are typically organized with what they're doing and so um it's just building up libraries building up data it's building up different ways that you can use technology in the player development field um even at the youth levels uh which is uh just a huge win it's just a huge win for everybody that's going to listen to this episode and so we're just really really excited about it and can't wait to share this with you right vex hell yeah Hell yeah. So uh, we got some people to thank before we do get over to these conversations. First, want to thank our title sponsor, Gelsticks, G-E-L-S-T-X dot com. Go there, use the coupon code ThinkTank and get a discount on your weighted training sticks. Vex. Want to thank Train Heroic. That's an unbelievable app that allows me to train University of Alaska Fairbanks Division One, Lawrence University Division Three, Boston Hockey Academy, Mercer Chiefs, Ironbound Elite, uh, Maryville, uh, Wisconsin Windigo in the Null, and uh, I've had a couple more uh, people listen to the podcast this week reach out to me from youth organizations. So if you want quality team training or you know anything that I offer, I can help your players level up. It's all through Train Heroic. So I want to say thank you to Train Heroic. Also want to thank Cured Nutrition. They are the CBD company that I'm with. Absolutely love their products. I take their droppers twice a day and I mix in the Serenity gummies whenever I need it. Uh, unbelievable products. If you have any questions on CBD, the how, what, why, when, please seriously just reach out to me because it's definitely been a very, very positive impact in my life or just try my uh, discount code GMBM at curednutrition.com. Gumbum, gumbum at curednutrition.com. There you go. (laughs) We also, like I said, have a new sponsor in Helios Hockey and um, I think everybody knows us well enough by now being 275 episodes in that we're not going to promote something that we don't think can provide immense, immense value uh, to the people who listen to our podcast. And um, I'm going to try and summarize it. I, I tried a little bit earlier, um, but you guys are going to love this conversation with Bill who who founded Helios Hockey and just the sensor you wear in your in your shoulder pads that provides data on your skating and provides data, the hustle score. That was really cool. You guys are going to love hearing about the hustle score um, and just all the different um, things that can help a coach 
um, coach their player with the data that it provides and also pairing it with the video um, as well. So this is going to be, you guys are going to love this conversation with Bill. Go to helioshockey.com, H-E-L-I-O-S hockey.com and check it out today. Unbelievable, unbelievable product. And then finally, thank you to icehockeysystems.com, the best website out there for all your coaching education needs. Um, We have partnered with IHS to do an associations platform where you can get this for all of the coaches and all of the parents within your organization. And uh, just a phenomenal site, thousands of drills, whiteboard explanations from some pretty awesome people. You guys are going to hear from from Scott and the founder Nils uh, about the product as well. And so without further ado, Vex, you ready to head on over? Hey. <laughs> all right. Without further ado, here we go with Mike Monty, Bill Neer, Nils Satterstrom, and Scott Gergen. 30-minute increments. Let's go. We are so excited to have on this episode of the podcast, we have two guys from icehockeysystems.com, IHS. We have Scott, not Gorgon. We have Scott Gergen with a silent O, and we have Nils Satterstrom. So, boys, how are we doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Yeah, Happy doing to be great, here. Thanks. Oh, well, we are excited to have you guys on and you guys have been such a, an awesome partner to the podcast for, for so long now. And so we're really, really excited to, to get you on here in our technology and hockey podcast to, to talk about ice hockey systems and the value and benefit it can provide to so many different parents, so many different coaches, so many different players out there. And so the first question I have for you guys is how does, how did IHS come about, um, how did it start? What was the idea? What was the problem that you guys were trying to solve when you guys first uh, got her going? I'll let you take this one, Nils. It goes way, <laughs> way back. Yeah. Um, it, it started as a, as a hobby. Um, I just uh, was actually in Janesville, Wisconsin, living with our in-laws. And I had just started to just kind of help out with the local high school team and wanted a place where I could just remember hockey drills that, you know, any hockey drill that I had been taught or gone through in my life. And um, I was also in web development. So I just kind of merged the two and started uh, animating some hockey drills because the diagrams were a little confusing. Um, And then from there, it just, I, I, had a website for it, but it was mostly for personal use. And then it just kind of gradually got some traction um, to the point where uh, our other partner, uh, Chris Howard, reached out one day and, um, you know, we started talking about a partnership and luckily uh, we formed a partnership and um, and then Scotty jumped on board and it just kind of snowballed, especially once those two got on board. So that's unreal. That's unreal. I mean, it's such an awesome tool to be able to house your drills in a certain spot because like for so many years, like you, you try and like you were saying, you try and like remember stuff. Yeah. Well, now you don't have to because you have a place <laughs> to store all of your drills and everything else. But obviously that's not just what IHS does. It's it's yeah. a place where you can store your drills and and have a, a library of dedicated stuff for, for your practice plans and things like that. But what else, like what are some of the other features um, that people are talking about with IHS that are providing a lot of value for a lot of people out there? I think there's kind of two major components of the site. It's 
software and then it's also content. And so um, from a so- or content standpoint, we're so freaking lucky to work with people like you, Tof. You know, we have drills and presentations from you, Topher. We have from Alyssa Gallardi, from Kendall Coyne, from Dennis Savard, from Benny Eves. The list kind of just goes on and on. We've worked a lot with a coach, TJ Manisterski. So we have all these different expert coaches that are willing to share tidbits of information, drills that worked well for them. Um, and then even working with you recently, Topher, we're really proud of some of the content that we've been able to to add about how to improve your team's culture, how to improve it on and off the ice. And so I think looking at the site, it's really kind of two major components, a content um, standpoint where a lot of coaches can go on and you can kind of ser- search and sort and pick little drills or different categories, what you want to uh, learn. And then also from the software standpoint, you're able to digitize your drills, you're able to upload videos and share them with your team, you're able to create practice plans and send them out ahead of time, you're able to have them all in a library and share them with other coaches in your association. So it's kind of, um, there's a lot of different kind of weeds that we can get into and what what the software does. But I think stepping back, those are kind of the two major components, a software and uh, a content standpoint. Yeah, I mean, just from from the software standpoint, like you really like it makes your job so much easier as a coach. It really, really does because like we were even joking about a couple minutes ago, I mean, just having the ability to go back to different practice plans at work, go back to different drills that work. Um, and it just saves so much time and it just, it's an easy way to organize everything that you do. So you're building a library. And so that's like a huge thing. And now the fact that you can send this out to the players beforehand or send it out to the parents to see what we're doing in practice today. Um, it just like, it really makes the coach's life for me having used it like a lot easier (laughs) ultimately at the end of the day. Well, just that simple piece right there too. Our coach used to do that when the last year I coached a few years ago, Mike Barrow, we've had him on the podcast and before every practice, like around lunchtime, every player would get the practice plan and like videos of, of, you know, what they looked like or drawings or whatever. It's just massively helpful in day and age where everybody's talking about like, don't let them stand around, like always be doing stuff like ice costs money. Well, if you really care, like you'll do something like this and use this system and, and send the players, you know, like what they're going, going into so that you don't have to spend as much time on the board and, you know, they can be thinking about it ahead of time and visualize or whatever. It just makes so much sense. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're, we're finding too, I think, you know, you guys know this day and age, uh, people are, and kids are visual learners. So just being able to, you know, instead of having a coach sit and just bark out what they want out of the players, uh, players ahead of time, you know, they can see it either on their phone or a coach can print it out, put it in the locker room and things can be a little more visual with diagrams or video or uh, different explanations. Totally. Totally. So what is, um, what's some of the feedback that you guys have been getting from, I know like it's so many people use this and so many people have access to it because it is such a great product, but like, what are some of the feedback points that you guys are, are getting from the parents or from the coaches that are on the site, maybe not every day, but they're using it a lot for their practice plans or their diagrams or whatever it may be. What are some of the things that you guys are hearing? Nils, you want to take this one? He Nils works with a lot of the associations and 
coaches kind of one-on-one getting them integrated. Uh, so you want to take this? Yeah. I've, um, I think for the most part, um, coaches and directors that I've talked to are, are really looking for a resource where they can have more collaboration within the association. Um, so, I mean, there's so many, uh, I don't know, you know, mom and dad coaches, right? They're probably coaching the majority of youth hockey players um, at the younger levels. And they don't really, like, the higher level coaches or the directors, they really want a way to give them good content. So in my conversations with a lot of the associations, that's kind of the tool that they're looking for. Um, is a way that they can give their coaches really good content to go on the ice where their coaches don't have to spend, you know, an hour or two uh, creating a good practice plan. Because I think realistically, if, you know, I don't care what kind of coach you are or who you're coaching to really have a quality practice plan, like I really think it needs a little time and effort. But a lot of the coaches don't have that time, you know, so these directors, they they realize that they want to give their coaches a really good resource or just be able to give them content that they have access to. Um, so ultimately, you know, it filters down to the ice where the kids have a you know higher quality session. That makes so much sense. And I think it's funny, like you talk about hockey directors and having sat in that chair um, at a couple of different places, like you can use IHS in, in so many different ways. Like number one, you can like create practice plans and give it to them or give them ideas to be able to do this or provide them with the content like you were talking about. But like for me, it's almost like a little bit of an accountability thing because if you have this for your entire organization and you can share practice plans and stuff as the hockey director, I can almost like make sure that the coaches have a practice plan <laughs> for their practices too, you know? And so it does like, for me that like, there is a little bit of a piece of like your, your coaching development, like as a hockey director, you're trying to develop your coaches and to be able to have a practice plan and then create a practice plan and even work with your coaches, not even necessarily on the accountability stuff, but like see their practice plans and give them feedback on it. Um, so like you can, look at their plan and then go watch their practice and then have some great feedback for them too. Like it's just such a great coach developing tool that like hockey directors can do so much with. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, they're looking for really quality sessions for their players. And that's, I think that's kind of the, what I've seen it evolve into is a tool and a resource that that gives these directors and coaches um, you know, that opportunity. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what are some other things that are on the site that you guys are, are really jacked about? Like, what are some of the things as, um, you know, you obviously have your practice plans, but like you, like you said, guys, like take my name out of it, but you have some really cool people that have provided some really cool content on the site that people can use for their own coaching development or parental development, um, whatever it may be. So like, what's some of the content that's on there that people are pretty excited about? I think we, we just get, that's one thing we really try and invest in kind of every summer is, you know, working more with some of these incredible coaches. I know Toph, you don't want to keep tooting your own horn, but it's, it's been an honor for us to work with you. And, and, and some of the other coaches that I've 
mentioned, it's just, it's incredible when we're able to sit down and film with them and just listen to what they have to say, how they coach, um, things that are important to them, things that allow them to really engage their team, engage their players and have fun throughout this the year. And so I think for us, like, um, I, when the, the site first started, it was really, really focused on drills. And even like when we were all playing, um, you know, there's a lot of drills around cones and more and more um, we've been adding a lot of really, really fun games where kids aren't just sitting in line. They're actually playing games. And so if you've really encouraged uh, coaches to kind of keep score in those small area games and that just instantly yeah. ramps up the competition. And, you know, even when we were filming with Kendall Coyne, she gave a story about um, her at Team USA and also at Northeastern having these battle day practices and where just coach would split the teams up in two or one team up in two and they'd have, you know, play through a bunch of different small area games. And it just allows coaches to kind of learn, like, you don't have to just show up to practice and just go through the motions. Like, and, and as a coach, if you can use some of these tools and some of these, some of this knowledge to create a really engaging and inspiring environment. It's so exciting um, to be able to in, impact those kids in a positive way and have those kids really excited to get onto the ice every single day. And, you know, I see it too, Jeff, with all your videos you post on Instagram, like I know for a fact, I've never been in the gym, but like you could just see all the players that you train with are so engaged and they love going to the gym and giving that them that like part of their day that they can look forward to going that just kind of steamrolls their whole rest of the day, the whole rest of the week. So I think for us, like um, the site, we kind of talk a little bit. It's like a choose your own adventure. There's a lot of different content types that coaches can kind of drill down, but we've really invested recently into more. How can you make practices fun? How can you really get kids excited to go to the rink and work with um, their teammates and whatnot. So I think that from the content standpoint and software, Nils is, you know, he's the founder and he's been developing this thing from day one. And it's almost every month he's knocking out new features to make things a little bit uh, easier for coaches to kind of share content with other coaches within their association or share content with um, their players and parents. and. So I don't know, Nils, is there anything you would say that you're super excited about? I could sit here and ramble on about this for, for hours, but uh, Nils, what would you say? Um, well, one, I'm excited. It's fun to see like a lot of associations that that I've known growing up to like jump on board. Um, that always kind of is exciting to see. But the other, I wish I could... <laughs> So I, what we've got coming up here in the next few weeks, I wish we could talk about right now, but I'm really jacked about that. Um, Ooh, secretive. So, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, to talk about, to talk about what, what Gorgs is talking about here, like Gergs, <laughs> Gergs, the O is silent. <laughs> they both work. They both work. <laughs> what, what Gergs is talking about here is I think that is such a massive piece that needs to be focused on, like at the youth levels uh, and probably through more levels than just youth, but especially the youth levels. Like 
coaches. How can you make it a fun environment the kids want to be at? Like everything going on in the world, like all this stuff and, you know, the, the over professionalization of all youth sports over the last decade. And it's only getting worse. Like, yes, you can still do all these things to make them better, but like to learn that, like how to coach in a way where it's more fun and they get more out of it. Cause also when the players want to be there and they enjoy being there and they're asking mom and dad to get there early, guess what? You're going to get more out of every single practice. You're going to get more out of every workout. You're going to get more out of every game. So to have that on the site for me is, is the most exciting thing for me. I'd say, I love that. I've always said that like your job as a coach, if the players can't wait to go and don't want to leave, you've done your job. Right. You know, you've done your job. And so I think another thing too, when you talk about like the fun aspect of it, like I've one of the most, um, like one of the hardest things to watch when you walk into a rink is the like players wandering aimlessly on the ice and there's no plan. Like it's hard to have fun when there's no plan. And so this to, to what you guys were talking about, like having the ability to even send it out beforehand to like stoke a little bit of the fire. So they're like, Oh yeah, here's what we're doing today. Can't wait to do that drill. That one's my favorite, you know? Um, and then just like having a plan on the ice where the kids can have fun because like, have you guys been in rinks where just, again, like there's no structure to anything that's going on and the kids are like, all right, let's skate around, you know, the, the skate around the ice in a circle and shoot pucks on the net with no goalies in there for five minutes while the coach tries to figure out what he wants to do for the first drill. <laughs> and then in between I mean, drills, it's like wandering. It was, it's like the worst. Tope, I think it's like goes right into a conversation we had last week about you talking to a coach coaches a lot of other coaches and mentors a lot of other coaches and you were saying like yeah you you should all all the coaches should be there early and they should have a practice plan and all that and i think you know what that coach's response to you and and what other coaches you know hear all the time well i don't get paid to do this i'm a volunteer i'm come i don't have enough time to get here that early and it's like bullshit because you have things like this, like IHS, where you can go and you can have practices saved and you can download other coaches practices for an age specific appropriate level that works for you, you know? So it's like, it's right there. It's a cheat code. Use it. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's a lot, the content's coming from these expert coaches and, and with the software that Nils has developed, you can literally browse the site and just click a button and be like, I like this small area game from Kendall coin, add it to practice. I like this one from Topher Scott. I like this from Alyssa Gallardi, TJ Manisterski, Dennis Savard, and all right there. That took five seconds of clicking add to practice buttons. And, and then I think too, is like, you know, you, couple seconds to make a practice and you can send it out to your assistant coaches ahead of time. And they could give feedback. Ah, I don't like this drill. Maybe we add this one in. Um, and I heard a quote recently, just like, I think you never want to be someone's last coach. And I think so many, I, I don't know where I, I heard it or read it, but I was like, man, that really stuck with me. Cause I think like at the end of the day, if you're a coach and you care a little bit like that's number one there's there's already you know the world's crazy everyone's so busy it's at times information overload the most important thing as a coach is just care and put a little extra effort into it and we try and make it really really easy for you to put that effort and learn more from these coaches and 
Um, you saw it too, like Jeff, I mentioned your Instagram page and TOF, even when you shared some of your um, drills with us of some of your practices when you were over in Syracuse area, like the kids were all cheering after a goal was scored, small area game. You could just tell it, the kids were having so much fun when like either team scored, the other team was like so excited. There was so much like noise in the background. And even me, as I'm editing some of these videos, Tope, I had to figure out a way to like turn down the noise um, in the videos that you sent over just because like the kids were cheering so much. And it just, I think like for sure, like if I was a player on either one of your teams, you know, I would look forward to going to those practices. So any way that coaches can just make things fun, like I think that's such a huge, huge win. And we try and make that easier for them to do that. And you do. And you do. So cool. <laughs> um, well, last thing I want to ask you guys about, obviously we have um, kind of partnered up with an associations platform here where, um, you know, you can get this for every coach and parent within the organization. Um, how has that been going? What's the feedback been, you know, from the hockey directors and, and the people who have this? Because again, it's, it's building a library. Like you're building an unbelievable, imagine having a drill library for every coach within your organization. Imagine having the ability to share practice plans with other coaches. And, and it could be even something as simple as like, we're talking about saving time for people who are volunteers or whatever it may be. You're on the way to the rink and you haven't had time that day. You just, because of life, you haven't had right, time. Right. So you, you call up another one of the coaches and say, Hey, do you have a good practice plan? I'm trying to work on X today. Oh, okay, great. Yep. Then that coach sends over that practice plan. Boom. Now you have your practice plan for the day. Um, so like talk to us a little bit about how, um, you know, the associations platform has been going and some of the feedback that you guys have been getting from that. Yeah, I, I think overall it's been pretty positive feedback from a lot of associations. Um, I think one way you can tell is just, we have, we have multiple associations that, you know, maybe started out with a like a 10 team package, but this year they got more interest. They want to go to a 15 or 20 team package. So um, you know, that that's some proof right there. I think I think that's you know good feedback in itself. And then talking to some of the directors, I mean, I just again they I feel like the directors that inquire about it are really interested in having more collaboration amongst their coaches. Um, and then having a lot of them like the idea that, okay, I can set up my coaches for this year. Next year, I can put a new coach into that account and they've already got all this content from the previous year, which could be a good, good or bad thing, but it's kind of up to the... Uh, <laughs> kind of up to the director to to manage the association libraries a little bit and um, kind of take ownership over the libraries, I think, so that they know that uh, their coaches have access to good stuff. Um, so, I mean, overall, I, I think to go back to your question, I think the, the feedback is really good. We've had some constructive feedback that um, I think ways we can improve it too, which we're kind of excited to be working on as well. So well, something I just thought of while you're talking there could have, so like, say I'm coaching U uh, 15 this year. Yeah. Right. And I've, I'm putting my, my practice plans in there and notes and all of that stuff. The kids move up 
in the same organization. So my team moves up to, to U16 the next year. Could that coach see all of the stuff that I did the year before? Is that something that's possible? Yeah, uh, there's a couple ways they can do it too. It just depends on if you want to move, if you want that account to, to stay with that coach or if you just want to make a copy of all that right. and bring it in and then it's kind of... Because, you know, like you'd hear some coaches be like, what did coach teach you? What did your coach, what did your last coach teach you? What did your last coach not teach you? (laughs) Like now it's, it's there, you know, you, you, you could have, I could see, okay, this is what they worked on last year and take a day and look through everything that they, they did last year. You know, like that just seems like that would help organizations who are really, really trying to get into the development for their players. Yeah. It's funny too like the i feel like uh the associations that really are into what you're talking about are the the swedish and finnish associations like they're really into having a like a an association wide curriculum um, genius much more so than i would say on average here in the in the states those those associations seem to really want that top-down kind of structure curriculum from year to year genius why would you not dummies out there come on hello reverse engineer well what was the movie genius 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 Genius. mr deeds is that mr deeds yeah (laughs) there it is that's when you said genius i was like yes yes what do you think the vex what do you think the percentage of movie quotes that we do is based on adam sandler movies Ooh, fifty. It's at least sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he got me, but I tore that bastard's eye out. (laughs) Chubbs Peterson. There you go. Um, Awesome. Well, guys, we obviously love you guys. We love your product. We think it's so good for the hockey community. Um, It's it's really helping to educate. uh, You know, all the stakeholders, like you said, within the the hockey community, and it 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 is. It's such a great way to categorize and um, build a library. Uh, It's a great way to collaborate between coaches, Um, and for the coaches that are out there, like it's a great way to save some time and keep yourself organized which ultimately at the end of the day is going to help your players get a lot better so uh, thank you guys for what you're doing for the hockey world we really appreciate it and uh, we will continue to uh, keep using ihs with our practices too let's go <laughs> i don't even awesome. know what that was awesome. hey, thanks guys <laughs> thank yeah, you guys thanks. don't thank forget you guys. to see you again jeff nice to meet you you too Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, uh, yeah, what you guys have done for these past four years, every single week, jumping on and putting yourselves out there, sharing your stories, your good times, your bad times, being vulnerable, and bringing on incredible guests. I know I've learned a ton, and I've been entertained, even when I'm cutting the lawn or doing whatever. So I personally thank you. But I also know um, our team, Nils and Chris Howard, feel the same way. We feel really appreciative. Uh, to work with you guys. And also I know the whole hockey community feels the same. So thank you both for uh, making time every single week to share information and, and get more info out to the whole hockey community. So thank you guys.
Make him, house. Making my eyes fart over here, Gertz. <laughs> <laughs> making, making me tear up over here. Appreciate eyes it. Eyes fart? I've never heard of that. <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's been a long day. <laughs> I will say that if my six or four-year-old heard you say that, they would think it's the funniest thing in the world. And <laughs> our eyes will be farting for the next like month. Dude. If you can't, you don't laugh at the word fart or an actual fart. Like I can't be friends with you. So I know. that's just as part know. of it. You know, it's, it's, that is the, the thing that never gets old. <laughs> Pooping and Anyways. farting are always funny. <laughs> Anyways, right, thank, you, thank you for the great words. We're, we're super happy to have you guys on. Hell yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We are so excited to have on this episode of the podcast, and we're going to say this three times, which is kind of weird, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, we have all the way from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, we have the founder and CEO of Helios Hockey, a new sponsor for the Hockey Think Tank podcast. Look, Bill let's, go. let's go. <laughs> Bill, how are we doing today, man? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. This is a pleasure to be on. Well, we are excited to talk some hockey with you and talk all about Helios Hockey. So, you know, as the founder and CEO of this company, um, first of all, how did you get the idea for this? How did this company come about? And then what is it? Like, what is Helios Hockey? And uh, explain to our listeners kind of the product that you guys have and, and how it can help with hockey development. Yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate the opportunity. So I'm a lifelong player. I uh, grew up in central New Hampshire had dreams of playing in the NHL. I think as I got older, those dreams got sharpened. You know, I wanted to play in Hockey East, specifically at the University of New Hampshire. And uh, for me as a developing player, I, I felt really disconnected actually from my roadmap and what opportunities hockey was gonna have for me. Felt like even just an hour north of Boston, I was disconnected from kind of the communities, the player development resources, and sort of the elite coaching that a lot of these players have today that's essential for how they make it. So, you know, I got to 18 years old, started trying out for junior hockey teams. And it was the same time that I got into MIT to go study engineering and decided <laughs> to take that path, um, you know, which ended up being a good ended up being a good one uh, for sure. And they had a, a great ACHA uh, club team uh, played as a varsity player there uh, for five years. And for me, there was always this question of like what I was missing when I was a developing player, how could you know, my passion for hockey meet my technical capabilities and sort of product development around electronics and software that I was studying at MIT, how could those two things come together to basically fill a need, you know, down market where we think it's pretty interesting today that like whole books get written on, you know, the birth month you're born in as an indicator for like your success in a sport. Um, that being said, like a lot of these athletes don't even have individual feedback coming at them on a regular basis. So we really saw an opportunity to start this company to like bring that value to the players, to their parents, to the coaches, to the teams throughout the developing space. Um, and that was a bit of the, you know, the backstory. I had a, a really good collision during my time at MIT where I met Ron Francis um, as we were actually saving the hockey program. And he became a bit of a mentor to me. Um, got to really appreciate Ron as a, you know, an early believer in data and analytics within hockey operations. And um, from there, you know, when we started the company, Ron actually became our first investor. So it's just been great to kind of take that relationship and have somebody who's so influential on the sport, um, you know, helping us drive things now. That's a heck of a mentor to have. <laughs> the chicken parm? Is that his nickname? Chicken parm? Was that him? Oh, I don't actually That's Ray know Ferraro. That. 
Ray Ferraro. That <laughs> starts with an I was R. like, I've never, I've never heard, uh, I've never heard chicken just, parm. Just start calling him chicken parm. He has no idea why. <laughs> You're like, what, dude? I went to MIT. I do what I want. <laughs> so I, I think he, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. So tell us about Helios. Um, tell us about the product. Tell us about um, just kind of what it can do. Um, for, I mean, there's there's different things that you can do with it, and it's really, really, really cool. Um, so rather than me ask you the questions, I figured I'd just put the ball in your court and say, you know, what is Helios and, and what's the product and how can it help kids? Yeah, absolutely appreciate it. So we developed basically a small sensor that mounts on your shoulder pads. And I guess the buzz is that it uses AI to track your stride. Um, so it can actually see a left or a right stride. And we use that for the device to be able to build out like a whole set of performance metrics whenever you're out there skating. So track things like speed, agility, explosiveness, balance, and a whole bunch of other things. And it works with an app. Um, one of the big reasons why we started the company the way we did is, you know, we knew it couldn't be a position system. It couldn't be something you had to put infrastructure inside of hockey rinks. That would be a fundamental like roadblock to basically building out the use case in the developing market. So it's pretty simple. It's this small device and an app, it tracks your skating performance. And then most recently, probably the most powerful thing that we're doing right now is it instantly cuts your shifts from the game video. Um, so you don't have to wait hours for someone else to break your game video down. If you're a coach, you don't have to sit there and spend all your time cutting up film. You can actually just instantly start watching all your players' shifts and spend a bit more time coaching. That's unreal. That's unreal. Vex doesn't know he's on mute right now. I was so <laughs> impressed by that. I muted myself on accident. That's a game changer, especially for youth coaches who are, you know, this isn't their main job, or maybe it's a volunteer thing. Maybe they don't have a ton of time to be cutting video for all their players. And now with something like this, along with all of the data on top of that, but just to have that along with the data, that's like, that's a game changer. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We think it's pretty powerful. I mean, it's a really good point too. Most of these youth coaches, it's not their profession, right? They have a day job. And so it's it's really hard to head on the ice with 15 plus players. And every time you're out there, give each player something individualized. And so we wanted this product to be something you could lean into every single time you step on the ice practices, games. Um, and the other thing, you know, is just that it's kind of like, you, you know, an analogy you could make is to like sport testing. But the problem with like, you know, a lot of sport testing models is most coaches don't want to do it more than two or three times a season because you have to use your ice time specifically to bring stuff out on the ice, you know, for that kind of testing. So it's a balance, right? Like you do the gold standard sport testing a few times a year, but you also have this other type of product that can fill in the picture for all those other times you're out on the ice and give you a nice resolution of your, your performance. It's unreal. It's such like a, it's almost like a, a bunch of different products in one. And, and it's like, not only is it like giving you data and feedback on certain things as it relates to hockey development, but it's also a time saver. <laughs> like you think about like not having to cut shifts and this is something that from a video standpoint, it's compatible with live barn, right? So, um, you don't even need to have somebody like actually doing the video on an iPad or a camera. Like you can actually use live barn to do this too. Right. Yeah, that's right. So we've integrated it with Live Bar, and we've also integrated it with just video off of iPhones, iPads. We've got integrations with GoPro um, and a number of other major camera providers. Our goal is that it's sort of uh, video agnostic in a lot of ways. So wherever you know video is coming from, you can get the benefit of this instant shift cut and then all the highlights available immediately. 
<laughs> you see Vex. Vex is like his eyes right now for the people that are not being able to see this on the podcast. Like I always love when Vex's eyes go like, what? <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey, you're on mute. My bad. I was literally just talking to one of my ex-clients. It was finished in college hockey. His brother plays in the NHL. I train them both. And he was like, how was, he said he couldn't meet me tomorrow because of like software or something, a, a new software they're learning at work. And I was like, God, that just, that just sounds like something I want no part of it. This <laughs> software stuff is just like, it's just so hard for my brain to come like to work. So let me ask you this. How hard is this for a coach like me? Who's a dummy when it comes to computers? Yeah, it's super easy. We spent a lot of time um, back in 2018, 2019, just developing kind of our testing with some different academy teams. And we've always understood that it needs to be a pretty simple to use product. So we provide like a lot of good support and it's it's quite easy to use. We have users who are nine years old up to pro and like national team players using it. And I think awesome. overall folks find it to be like a pretty friendly, easy to use product. Um, you know, you press a button as a coach to start a session for your team, three, two, one, and then you see all your players coming into your single, you know, tablet or smartphone. You can be on the bench during the game and you can have real-time shift-based data as you're using your bench as a youth hockey coach. And it's wow. all just right there at your fingertips. Pretty, pretty wow. easy to get started. So easy. So uh, my brain loves to hear that. That's that's so cool. You got nine-year-olds rocking this. So coaches out there, you don't need to, to have gone to MIT to understand this stuff, right? <laughs> you, you, you can be like me and be technologically slightly illiterate and, uh, and still run this type of stuff and help your players a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good, man. So like what, um, Bill, what are, what is some of the feedback that you've gotten so far from the people who have been testing this and using this, you know, we can even do it from like a player standpoint and, and a coach standpoint, like what are some of the things that the people who are using it are telling you about how it's helping them or saving them time or allowing them to really dive into some of the data that you guys are providing? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I guess kind of by the stakeholders, we think about the players, the parents, the coach, and then the hockey orgs has become increasingly a, a big one for us. So I guess at the player level, it's the feedback they haven't had every time they're getting off the ice. We do a few things. So we build a baseline for each kid that actually lets them see how well they're doing compared to themselves over time. We also, every every night, we actually update a ranking of that player for each skill. So speed, agility, explosiveness, balance. We give you a ranking from zero to 100% of you within your birth year against everyone else from your birth year on Helios. So you might be in the 95th percentile for speed, but the 34th percentile for agility you can take that as a player and really see it as like your strength weaknesses and the areas you have the most opportunity to improve your game. You're getting this info every time you get off the ice, every night it's updated. So it's really kind of your tool to give you recommendations and a sense for how you should focus your effort if you want to improve and make it to the next level. Uh, for the parent, we actually have like learned so much about the hockey parent. I think when we launched the product, we didn't realized that we knew the parent would probably be paying for it in a lot of cases we didn't realize the parent would be using it so much and especially within that like nine to 14 year old player the parent is just heavily involved in using it so what we're finding is that like the parent is getting a lot of value out of the product too um one of the ways we like to think about it is like we're kind of putting the parent in the driver's seat 
I know for me growing up, my parents didn't play hockey. So I was first generation to the sport and a lot of youth hockey parents, you know, haven't played the sport themselves and they're, they're looking to help their son or daughter make it. And I think in the absence of knowing exactly what to do, there's often a sense of like trying to do everything or as much as possible. And it's definitely part of what creates a bit of a rat race within the sport. Um, so we like to think we're giving the parents info so they feel like more confident, more empowered to know like what they should and shouldn't do. And like, it's also about like, maybe you should take a day off. Like it looks like your player has been gassed the last five days, you know, and they're actually looking tired in their data. Right. And they should take some time off. Um, at the coach level, it's like all about enabling like the coach to have tools to, to run their bench at a, at a better, you know, level, whether it's using players and shifting better, um, developing better practices based on how you can see like how well you're working your players out there. And I think if you're a coach that's trying to make it to like the professional level, these are the tools you have to start to embrace because if they're not there in your world as a youth hockey coach, by the time you get to juniors or division one college hockey, these types of analytical tools are going to be really important for your development. For sure. In fact, I thought you had something there. <laughs> Keep muting myself. Uh, this, I don't know if you can make it to the higher levels of hockey if you don't know this stuff anymore. Like It's just that important that you can help your players be that much better that you're just behind the eight ball juniors and above like you, you need this stuff i i think like technology five years ago it was still like oh you can be old school or you can be a, a tech nerd you know and now everyone's just finding that you know there's so many applications for this overuse injuries you know uh, um you know one side's working harder than the other type of things and you know overall workload and just like all these different ways that so many different people, the coach, the trainer, the, the PT, everybody in the team can use this data to help their players be better. I literally don't. I, I, I was wondering a few years ago, like, you know, how long is this stuff going to be in? Is this going to be like everybody? Is it going to be half and half? I think moving forward, like it's just it has to be everybody at the highest levels. Totally. Yeah. Someone gave, made a good analogy today to us, kind of like when a power meter got introduced into cycling, it's like. There's no chance that like a serious cyclist doesn't train with a power meter today. It just becomes like fundamental to a sort of cycle of feedback and an insight, you know, in your development that lets you just do things with a more sharper focus for sure. Well, I think too, like just the the combination of the video that it provides and also the data that it provides, because that's like, that's coaching, like taking the data that you have and then being able to apply it to teach something and we, we all know that today, like so many kids are visual learners and love watching video, particularly their own video. So you get these metrics, you know, that you were talking about on the skating stride, and then you can use those and pair that with the video. And it's just like such a great opportunity to use these different things in a player development setting. And I think that's the beauty of it is like, it can really help player development because you're getting Absolutely. raw numbers, right? The numbers don't lie, <laughs> um, but then you're also getting the ability to coach through video, which is also an unbelievable way to teach um, at this level too. So it's it's really really cool. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I, I'd say kind of a point of differentiation for us because there are some 
products out there that like break down video, provide like analytics as feedback. A lot of things out there are kind of systems based. So you get a hockey game broken down for a team and it's turnovers, puck recoveries, like systems level game feedback, which definitely has its place in the whole strategy of how you use like data and and breaking down a game to coach the team. But what a lot of those products don't provide is that individualized focus on like the skill of the player for the purpose of player development. I'd say that's definitely unique to what we do. It's like you have these shifts and you have the data that shows like the skill of the athlete behind it. And we're getting into some really cool stuff where like we can actually, as we dot the kind of age map from nine years old up to like national team and pro users, we can actually start to like detect what does it mean to be like an outlier at your age, right? And what kind of trajectory are you on in terms of like your potential right now? And what do you have to do to actually get on like the next curve if you want to get on to like the next level? Um, And that's the kind of stuff I think that as we grow, we'll just be like sort of exponentially like more value that we can drive into the sport. That might be tough for parents because there can only be like one or two outliers. And I think everybody thinks their kid's an outlier. So this might be some, (laughs) some hard truth. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting. I I had this conversation with somebody recently and actually kind of pointed back to the ACHA and the fact that there's like 1200 college hockey teams in the ACHA now. And I think for me, the ACHA was, you know, to be able to go to MIT and play in the ACHA, although I wanted to play in the NCAA, like it still ended up being an incredible experience. I got all of the high compete um kind of having the outlet while i was in school the camaraderie of playing college hockey and having my teammates so you know what i love that's happening right now is we've gone from like that limited number of seats on ncaa teams to having 1200 acha teams which is just driving more players to have a path to keep playing it and actually have realistic like educational goals beyond you know junior hockey and, and youth hockey that's so true, man. I'm a, I'm the strength coach for Maryville University ACHA D1 men's team. Have been oh, for that's a awesome. few, yeah, have been for a few years, and I, I I absolutely love the guys. Like, and and you know they treat it just as seriously as if it was you know NCAA D3 or NCAA D1, and um, it's it's just it's been uh it's been eye opening to work with with that level of guys because uh, you know I played in the NCA so didn't didn't really have like a, a knowledge of that and you're right it's it's really cool to see that many more players have an opportunity and just an opportunity to keep playing the game for real for a couple more years you know yeah absolutely I'm here in Vegas just working with a ACHA team too the ULV Rebels so um, yeah, and it is true, like more opportunity for people to keep playing, especially when it's going to provide an educational opportunity, uh, as well. And being able, like, and you guys know how it goes. Like a lot of these ACHA teams have like great crowds <laughs> and it's we had like, gongs. Oh, we had the gong show at MIT. It was unbelievable. What was it? The gong I, show? We had, we had fraternities showing up with gongs, full crowd on Friday nights. I mean, it was, it was a blast. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better college hockey experience, you know, for being able to get the education that I got as well. Yeah. Yeah. Big time, man. That's really cool. Um, so we got you for a couple more minutes here. Um, and so wanted to ask you too, like, what are some of the data points that people are really looking at, um, that's provided by the app and provided by the, you know, the tools that Helios and, and, um, you know, the app is bringing, like, what are some of the data points that are interesting to you? What are some of the data points that the parents or the coaches or the players are really looking at? Um, that could be pretty cool for them. 
Yeah, I think one of the cool things that got back to a point Jeff was saying, it's like there's at different levels, um, there's different information that's interesting. So down at like the younger levels where you're just trying to encourage kind of like overall learning, compete, lots of reps out on the ice. Like we see the younger users kind of focusing on the gamification and kind of the the hustle score. We actually do this like hustle score every time you get on and off the ice, you get a, a low average high based on your baseline model. So we see that a lot at like the younger age groups. As they start moving up those rankings by birth here and tracking your progress, and if you're actually improving or, or kind of flatlining in your development um, around your speed, your agility, your explosiveness, your balance, those seem to play a pretty big role. And then I'd say like, as we get into junior hockey, college hockey, and some of the pro national teams we work with, having those shift-based metrics. So we do some pretty cool stuff around um, time on ice, but we actually go beyond time on ice. Uh, one of the things we say is that like every minute of time on ice is not created equal. And what we do is we actually see across that minute of time on ice, what fraction of the time are you actually in stride, right? It's probably interesting to be able to look at a shift where, you know, 15 seconds of the minute you're in stride versus a shift where you're in stride 45 seconds from both a load management and kind of an output standpoint of the player. Um, so we have these different use cases that kind of are tailored to different age groups. That's really cool. That hustle score is really cool. Yeah, it's it's actually one of the ones that we thought people would like be excited about it. And there's been even more enthusiasm behind it. When people get hustle scores, they're sharing it to social media. When they get a high hustle score, there's all this really nice. good stuff that, that comes That's from cool that kind of feedback. And for the parent and player, like we see these moments in the rink where a mom or a dad meets the player. They're like looking at the app afterwards. They see like the high hustle score and they're like high-fiving. Like it's just driving this cool connectivity between like the hockey parent and the player. Some and days culture. that's a low hustle score and they both know it. And it's like the data doesn't lie. And so the kid <laughs> kind of admits that they didn't work as hard as they should have that day. And the parents like, it's all right, we'll be back tomorrow. But it's, uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. Well, let me let me ask you this. Um, so, actually, we'll kind of you know work this into our new thing of short shifts. Where we're doing little ten minute quick hits of of a specific hockey topic. But is have you guys seen anything in terms of like maybe not the hustle score, but just in terms of the data of how different a stride can be in like the first ten to fifteen seconds of a shift versus like forty to fifty percent uh, seconds into a shift because. Like what was the the saying? Like nothing good happens after midnight. That's what all the college coaches used to say to like the players. It's the same thing. Like nothing good happens after forty seconds. Um, and so like, could this be a thing for coaches to help them make their players have shorter shifts based on? Yeah, and I, I think it's all yeah for sure. It's like kind of about your playing style too. So we do this thing called an energy ratio and it's really just the percentage of the time that you're actively in stride out there. So if you have a minute shift and you're skating 50% of the time, the energy ratio is 50%. One of the cool things we see is like by period, the energy ratio for a player is kind of like standardized, right? Except for when the player loses steam in the third. So we can actually see the player like fall off a cliff and see things like that, which generally is indicative of like where their conditioning doesn't meet like their utilization in terms of time on ice minutes. So we can give the coach that kind of feedback, both in real time on the bench, but also after the game. You got to imagine that if you've got a forward whose energy ratio is typically 74% in the first period, 76 in the second, 
falls off to 50% in the third and you look and they're in the red for time on ice minutes, you basically had a liability out there. You had somebody who was gassed that really couldn't keep up with the amount of time you were playing them. And so these are some of the kind of use cases and like stories around the feedback we're providing that a coach can use to understand like how they use their bench and what they could maybe do better in the next game, um, you know, to, to use it the best way possible. And it's instant. Like everything here instant. is instant. Right there while you're coaching. That's right. That's, that's cheat code. You know, you get, <laughs> you get good at like reading those metrics and also like, you know, taking what you're seeing on the ice and then also like what it's saying right there. Oh, this guy's like not, this guy's hustle score sucks and I'm playing him this much and this is going on. Like I should, I should give Jeff on the fourth line to try. Let's give Lebecchio in the game. What a man. Great hustle score. He's barely played tonight. Uh, I, I like how you said pairing it with what you see on the ice though. Cause like what we've developed here is always meant to be a tool. Um, we've always said like, this is a tool that you lean into to the degree that it helps you like be better and differentiate yourself as a player, as a coach, as a parent. It's not really ever meant to replace what you can see with the eyes, but it can provide a lot of kind of reinforcing value or if you're a coach out there with 15 players and you can't put your eyes on everybody at once gives you some, some data on each player to work with. Love Very it. cool, man. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast with us here today. Um, very, very, very excited for this little partnership we have between the hockey think tank podcast and, and Helios. And yeah, I'm sure people that are listening to this are going to be wowed with the product that you guys have. And, um, really, really excited to, to promote what you guys are doing. Really, really excited to partner with you guys on this stuff. Um, and thank you so much, Bill, for, for hopping on and, and educating us about Helios today. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. You bet, man. <laughs> Take it easy, boys. See ya. We are so excited to have on this episode of the podcast, one of the greatest guys in the game, my man, Mike Monty. Monts, how are we doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me, Tofex. Thanks for having me as well. Uh, likewise, I'm, I'm just happy to be uh, around some of the greatest guys in all the business. So thanks for having <laughs> me. Well, there's some big time cause for celebration with you because number one my man's engaged so the stallion has been tamed that's what you said right the stallion, stallion has, been tamed. has been tamed that's that's <laughs> the theme of the, the theme of the whole the whole year coming coming up up until the marriage is the stallion's been tamed mike monty's <laughs> off the market so i like it and then also before we get into some technology stuff that you do huge congratulations for the job so getting to work with uh, the Cleveland Monsters of the AHL, the affiliate of the Columbus Blue Jackets next year. So um, how excited are you to, to get going on that? Oh, I'm so excited um, to be in, in the American Hockey League and, and to, to work alongside uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets and, and two really great staffs and uh, just great people from top to bottom is, uh, you know, something I've dreamed of a, for a long time. And uh, my first month on the job is, has been nothing short of amazing in, in terms of the welcome and uh just the the the, the preparation and, and the knowledge and, and everything that goes into uh the beginning of a pro hockey season has, has been awesome so uh i'm excited i'm looking forward to the puck dropping uh here in cleveland in october that's unreal man so happy for you and uh yeah you're gonna kill it in that role so awesome stuff dude what is the official title 
So I am the video coach of the Cleveland Monsters. Video coach of the Cleveland Monsters. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Got it. Which is a great segue to what we are going to talk about right now. And so for all the listeners, in fact, like Mons, when we worked together at Windy City, did such a phenomenal job of doing player development with his guys um, and specifically with the video stuff that he would do and um, very detail oriented about keeping track of things, very detail oriented about his plans for his players and stuff. And so I think make like months, let's just start it right there. Like, um, you know, what are some things that you do um, with technology in hockey? <laughs> <laughs> to uh, keep it lightly. Who's but... paying this guy? Somebody <laughs> somebody get a new interviewer guy here. <laughs> Golf ball whacker guy, I exactly. believe is the uh but no, like you do, you do some amazing stuff with Google Drive, you do some amazing stuff with some other apps and things like that. So, like, um, if you can just kind of take us from the start on some of the things that you've been able to do that have helped your players that you've had developed. Yeah. So for me, the, the two things that I enjoy the most uh, in my life uh, are hockey and technology. So I am a, a self-proclaimed computer nerd. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, along, along with that being kind of a funny thing, it, it's really helped me uh, in my career to to um, enhance in, enhance what I do. Um, so so for for me, my my experience as a coach, I started at my alma mater, Western New England, uh, went from there to Williams, uh, from there went to become the director of hockey operations at the University of Vermont. And that's where I really got my hands on uh, video for the first time and, and, and detailed uh, breakdowns of games and recaps and player meetings and and things that go along with that. And, and from, from there, um, I think that really kind of changed, changed my career for, for the better, not only in just terms of hockey knowledge, but how do you, how do you highlight and enhance different things about a player's game, about a team's game, about what it's an up, upcoming opponent's going to do against you and uh, just some of their tendencies. So it's been, um, you know, something that's been really valuable for me from there. Uh, I went back to Williams. Uh, I had the opportunity to become the interim head coach for a year. Um, my first head coaching experience. And, um, you know, again, having that experience of, you know, what to expect, how to work with players, um, you know, how to, how to run meetings, things like that all kind of, kind of came together from there. Um, from that stop, I've had stops in, in prep school hockey, U18 hockey, junior hockey, and now uh, obviously to, to pro hockey. So I think for me, you know, I've, the, the, the big things is I've, I've been kind of everywhere um, in a lot of different situations and a lot of different scenarios, working with a lot of different players, um, even players at the youth level. And, um, you know, again, I go back to the, to the, the point that technology has really helped me become a better coach. Um, and I think the eye-opening moment for me was in 2020 when we were just about to hit the pandemic. Uh, at that point, I was in prep school. I, I was teaching. I was coaching. Uh, and then the pandemic happened. And then all of a sudden, uh, everybody's world got turned upside down. But the, the biggest thing was that our kids weren't in school anymore. They couldn't, they couldn't physically go to school. They weren't in the classroom. So as uh, a faculty member, um, you know, we had to, we had to make adjustments. Um, I didn't know what Zoom was before 2020, or I, I did. I really didn't have any idea of what it did. Um, but 
that's something that, you know, we learned pretty quickly how advantageous of a tool it can be. Um, so all of a sudden we go from having physical classrooms to um, now having virtual classes. And while I think there was some skepticism from everybody, the, it in a, in a tough situation, it, it turned out to, to work pretty good. Um, so I think uh, that was really eye-opening for me because, um, you know, this is a new platform that, you know, maybe we can, maybe we can use in some way. Coupled with that, during that time, as you know, hockey, hockey coaches, uh, hockey people, we can't sit still. So the other thing that we were doing during the pandemic, aside from being, uh, you know, virtual teachers um, with, you know, my hockey buddies, you know, we're having conversations, we're talking about different projects. For me, naturally being kind of a, you know, a tech nerd in that time, I spent a lot of time doing video, doing my own video projects, sharing some of my video projects with my coaching friends. Uh, you know, and from there, I started to realize that maybe this is the new norm of how we're going to learn and, and how we're going to grow. Um, is there a way that we can maybe use this in the coaching world? Uh, so what, fast when you forward. See- when you Sorry. say projects there, when you say projects there and you're sharing projects with coaches back then, like, what did that look like? Like, how are you, how are you using technology around 2020 when the pandemic uh, started there? Like what, what types of things were you not doing before? And then you started doing after, you know, I think the, the biggest thing, and, and I'll talk a little bit more about it was uh, the, the enlightenment for me of Google drive and using that, um, you know, every. Everybody has their own video editing software. Some are more advanced than others, but you can get very, you know, easy to use ones and, and whatever you may have. But the opportunity to be able to share that from person to person, peer to peer via Google Drive was something that I found to be very, uh, very helpful. So, you know, we have conversations, uh, you know, with my coaching friends, whether it was something around a, a certain skill or a certain concept or teaching point. And, you know, you have all this video on your computer. I just happen to have a lot of it. I would compile some stuff and then we would uh, maybe send that back and forth to each other, you know, create a little banter around it. But really just the ability to use Google Drive for me was uh, something that, again, a little light bulb went off in my head in terms of how do we use this for our players? So fast forward, summer goes through. Uh, I wound up moving to Chicago for uh an opportunity with the, the Chicago Young Americans U18 team. Uh, we're still in pandemic. Uh, this was one of the only places in the country that was operating in a, a semi, um, you know, a, a, a semi-normal lifestyle. Uh, we still had some games, but we still have restrictions, still masks, uh, space issues, locker room issues, things like that. So, yeah, so it was tough, but um, Thinking about everything, the you know the way that our kids were learning and and things like, um, you know the 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 parameters we had to work with, um, you know the one thing I've always thought about as a coach that I think um, is helpful for anybody is if you want to teach something, you almost have to look at what schools and curriculums are are following to help our our kids and our players to, to learn. Um, because I totally agree. I totally agree. I think for any of the coaches out there, I might've even said this last podcast, like I learned so much from talking to educators about how to be a better coach and how to be a better leader. You know, these, these teachers and administrators that are working in the education field are so 
far beyond where we are in the coaching community in terms of, you know, putting lesson plans together, how to structure a season or a school year for them, um, you know, communication styles and just little trips of the trade, like talking to educators and talking to teachers can make you so much better as a coach. And I would encourage like all the coaches out there to, to do that because I think you hit the nail on the head so much there. And so like, you know, with that and the knowledge of coming from a, you know, working at a prep school, you know, in that background and stuff. And then with your knowledge of technology and things like that. And I know you do a lot with Google drive, like what are some tangible things that you did with Google drive from a player development standpoint um, that you think some of the coaches that are listening um, or even maybe some of the parents or some of the kids that are listening could uh, implement to be able to help with their player development? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the biggest thing nowadays, um, you know, Certainly nobody wants to be in a virtual classroom anymore. Everybody wants to be kind of back to the way we knew life before the pandemic. But there's there's a lot of things that I learned in terms of connecting with, with players, um, you know, through using this virtual classroom that, you know, I've continued to use uh, these last couple of seasons. So uh, after 2021, uh, I coached one more season uh, at the U18 level, used a lot of these same principles. Um, you know, made a lot of content available for players so that they could go back and watch team meetings, player meetings, um, you know, anything that they felt like they they needed as well. But, you know, at the end of 2022, had the opportunity to then go to the USHL and work with the Omaha Lancers uh, and, um, you know, brought a little bit of that that idea with me as well. Uh, especially for for the the player one on one meetings, because at that level, um, you know, players are 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 really craving that information and and, and want that feedback and uh, you know really need that um, that intention. But again, having the ability to you know to have access to that and watch their progression even from the beginning of the year to the end uh, was something that was was hugely advantageous for a lot of guys. So what were some of the things that you were doing with the guys in Omaha? Because I know like you weren't full-time in Omaha, yet you were still doing a lot of virtual stuff um, and using Google Drive. So like, can you give, you know, maybe the coaches that are listening an example of some of the things that you were doing with them, even though you weren't even physically like there with them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when I was out of town, um, I would, I watched every game. I broke every game down for Omaha. Uh, from a team standpoint, but uh, I would also uh, connect with players one-on-one -on -one and set up, you know, quick 10, 15 minute Zoom meetings, you know, once a week, once every two weeks, um, and just go over some things that, you know, I saw or the, or the other coaches saw and, and kind of created quick little presentations for them. Um, and, and usually the way that we would structure it is no more than two minutes, three minutes of clips. Um, and, you know, we would focus on very, very specific things. Um, always start with a couple of what I called identity clips. So things that really highlighted a player's identity, like what were they all about? What did they do really well? Um, you know, really kind of just to set the tone of, of the meeting to, to capture their, their interest, to, to kind of get them excited and get them warmed up to learn. Um, and then from there, you, you just pick a topic of things you want to focus on. And, and you go from there, you, 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 for, for instance, it might be for defensemen, it might be puck touches and breakouts. Uh, and you just take a couple of really good ones and you take some that are really good teaching points. Uh, and then at the end of your video, you always try and wrap it up with something good and positive. 
uh, and then you have your meeting. Then from there, it usually sparks a little bit of conversation. Um, and you take that and you lead into next week. So if we were to have a meeting with the, the same player, let's say the following week, again, similar model, take a couple of identity clips, capture their minds, review a little bit from the week before, say, okay, we talked a little bit about, you know, doing this on breakouts or getting your puck, your, your, your hands around the puck here, different things like that. Here's some really good clips of you doing this. So then you reinforce it. Um, and then from there, you introduce some new content. So it, it's kind of a progression from week to week on, on things that you work on um, that, again, it, it's almost like a curriculum where it's you introduce something, hopefully you work on it, you address it, you review it, you master it, and you continue to build from there. Uh, I love that. And- it's it's similar to like a thought process that that I have in the gym with the way that I, it, it's called periodization. Like, you know what the guy, I know what the guys need at the end of summer to be ready for hockey. Same here. You're seeing something they need to work on. So then you look at, okay, what is that skill you need to be able to execute? And then you're literally reverse engineering it backwards. You know, okay, four weeks from now, we're going to do this. Three weeks from now, we're going to do this. Two weeks from now, one week from now, we're going to show you video along the way. Like, that's so genius. That's so cool for any of the coaches out there, like reverse engineering, like anything that a player can't do and like, okay, like what's the last step you do before that being able to execute that skill? You know, what's the third step? What's the second step? What's the very first step you take on that? Like this, this type of programming periodization, uh, what did you guys say? Like lesson plans as teachers, it will make your life so much easier. And it will also allow the players to progress, you know, week after week or month after month or year after year, if you start to think this way. Well, the other thing that it does to Vex, like to both your guys' points is you're building a library. You're building a library for individual players that you can always go back to. And then you're building a library for the team for the future too. So like you can take some of those identity clips months that you were talking about, and now you can use that with future teams. Um, or, you know, when you're talking about some of the presentations that you did when you were sharing stuff with other coaches, and like now you have a library and that is gold. That stuff is gold. Like I used to joke like NARS, you know, his hard drive, someone like it's worth a million bucks based on like the library that he's created on, um, you know, specific drills um, and that relate to specific skills that relate to something he sees from somebody in the NHL. And like, it's, it's building a library and what you're talking about, like Google drive is so good to be able to do that. It's such an easy and like businesses are using Google drive. Like I use Google drive religiously now with, you know, doing what I'm doing with the hockey think tank. And like, man, if you can build that library, like you're going to have so much more information that you can use in so many different ways. And uh, it's just huge for player development because video, like you're a video coach, man, like players love video. A lot of, a lot of players learn best by video. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and you, you, you make a great point. And I I was actually going to say the same thing too, is aside from it being really beneficial for, for your players, it's beneficial for you as a coach because you have this this great library of knowledge and there's you know not a week that goes by that I don't have a conversation with somebody and they say you know I just I'm I'm looking for a certain drill to or something to, to highlight or or talk about this point and I've got something and I say you know give me a second once you get off the phone I'm going to I'm going to send you some stuff uh and and to be yeah, able to huge. do that and to you know to 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 be able to get you know content back 
from from my friends when I have a question like that it is just like you know it's 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 like having uh, an encyclopedia at your fingertips at all times. So, like I said, aside from being beneficial for your players, it's it's so beneficial for you as a coach too. And you know, going back to the the player development piece, I think the one thing that I found too is you know you don't always have time at the rink. There's always a lot of different things going on. There's, there's a lot of distractions. Uh, if you have younger kids, uh, on your team, you know, it's, you know, getting to them from the rank and parents giving rides and just all sorts of things. Sometimes it's good to just have a zoom meeting away from the rank where they're relaxed and they're in their, they're in a comfortable setting where they feel like, uh, they can just tune in and, and just, and just listen to what you have to say. They're not worried about other things or getting ready for their workout or, anything like that. Um, I think it's, it's really beneficial to, to just have that meeting. I can't tell you how many times too, I'd have player meetings with, with guys in Omaha and, you know, we'd wind up, uh, just chatting about just life. And that was a great moment to connect to, uh, away, away from the hockey piece and just see how they're really doing. So the, the personal connection too is, is also, it also benefits from, from this kind of setting. So. Love it, man. Love it, man. Well, you're one of the best we appreciate you coming on and and uh, sharing your wisdom and sharing some of the things that um, can help some coaches out there to be able to create their libraries and use Google Drive and use Zoom from a player development standpoint. And um, like I said, I think that's a great point too. Just being organized as a coach really, really helps. And this really, really helps you to be, be able to do that. So Mons, thanks so much, man. Best of luck with the start uh, of the season there in, in Cleveland. I'm sure I'll talk to you beforehand, but uh, appreciate your time, man. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Vex. Appreciate you guys. All right, Mons. See you, buddy.